0: Mark chapter 16 records the last words that Jesus spoke in this life that he lived. The last words that he spoke. And in these last words before he ascended, he had been resurrected from the grave. He spent 40 days in this life as a resurrected body. And just moments before ascending into heaven, he said this last word of direction. Go. Everybody say go. Go. Go ye into all the world. Everybody say world. Amen. And preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Would everybody say believe? Believe. He says. And then he goes on and says, In my name, Jesus, in my name, in my name, in my name, shall they cast out devils and speak with new tongues taking up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they those who believe shall lay hands everybody shout hands Hands. they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in the name of jesus i want to preach to you and i pray that it's not very long i don't feel it's going to be i'm going to get right to the point because god is already here your heart is already open i can see that i can testify to that that your spirit is already ready you are on the edge of your seat spiritually ready to receive today you have come with the hunger because of your prayer and fasting and sacrifice and there's a yearning in this service right now that's just crying out to god saying god whatever you feed me today i'm gonna eat it i'm not picky I'm not choosy, uh, but whatever you put on the table, uh, I'm going to eat it. Uh, I'm going to eat all of it. Uh, And because of that, it's not going to take long, but I'm going to preach in your hearing today on this subject. The hands of a believer. The hands of a believer. If you have any hands, you can offer to God, would you lift up a hand or two and just let the Lord know, God, uh, these hands are your hands uh, for you to do whatever you want them to do, Lord. Uh, Awaken me today God uh, that I may serve you with everything that I've got Lord uh, to see a 7 billion soul revival before the coming of the Lord uh, in the name of Jesus Christ everybody say in the name of Jesus come on say it with faith in the name of jesus say it again with expectation in the name of jesus say it again with authority in the name of jesus would you clap your hands as you're seated this morning feels good go ahead and clap again to the lord it just feels good to praise the name of jesus go ahead and let it go for just a second where you're seated you don't have to stand you can sit right there and make an altar of praise right where you're sitting Amen. In the name of Jesus, I feel such a, a gift of faith in the service this morning. And I'm just going to walk in it and speak the word of faith that, that people in this room right now who have may have come church come to church your entire life. Some of you may be talking in tongues out of your mama's womb. You're eighth generation Pentecostal, and you've been saved since the days of Noah. But I do have a word specifically for you. And I want every guest and visitor to know I want every soul in this room to know that if you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost if you have one ounce of desire and if you have one ounce of faith not a lot of desire and not a lot of faith but enough desire and enough faith you might be asking how do i know if my desire or my faith is enough this is how you'll know if you can declare that god uh, i want the holy ghost and today i will receive the holy ghost uh, then i speak to you that today you will receive the holy ghost And I go beyond that to those that have been here for years or months or you've been saved or to everybody, in fact, that knows that you've been filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. Knowing that if that trumpet were to sound right now, that heaven would be your home and your destination. I speak a word of faith to you that heaven will not only be your destination but I prophesy that after this service not just because of what I'm preaching but because of your faith and your hunger and because of the timing of God that we are living in today I prophesy to you that from this day forward you will never be the same you will live different you will talk different you will think different you will walk different that you will reflect the very nature identity power and purpose of the kingdom of God if you believe that would you just shout amen Amen. it is God's ultimate design that everyone in this room become the identity and nature of the church I'm trying to start calm But you just have to forgive me I just came back As brother DJ was saying Just came back from Bangladesh And I'm just as high as a kite right now I feel like I'm on a cat on drugs or something I don't know I'm just so excited because of what I just saw And I can't unsee 5,300 people receiving the Holy Ghost I cannot unsee 65 blind people being healed I can't unsee 70 deaf people being healed And I can't unsee that And it's just shaking me right now because I know I know I don't think uh, I don't believe I know uh, that we are in the very last days and the very last moments and I know that uh, because God said uh, in the last days I will pour out of my spirit uh, upon all flesh hallelujah do you believe that with me this morning In the name of Jesus, I I just have an urgency upon me today to speak to you the word of God. That God did not die. Think about it for just a second. He did not robe himself in flesh into a sinful nature and live a sinless, spotless, shameless life only to take upon himself, not your sin, but the sin of the entire world. My sin alone would be enough to scare you. The sins of this room would be enough to weigh you down. 2018 would be enough to scare somebody. But he didn't take upon himself the sins of Atlanta or the sins of 2018. He took upon himself the sins of the entire race, the entire world of all time from the beginning unto the end. He put upon himself every sin you committed, every sin I committed, he put it on his shoulders he became sin that I could be blessed, and he didn't go through all of that and then and, and then go to the whipping post and and then go to the go to Calvary and die on an old rugged cross and be buried into a tomb and raised from the grave he didn't go through all of that just so we could go to church. Pastor's not here for you to look at and make sure he's saying amen. I'm designating Pastor Joel to be that one today, okay? If you just have to have a question and see, should I say amen to that? If he's nodding his head saying amen, then that that gives you the liberty to say amen, all right? I know how it is. You say some of them rubber-naking statements, you know, and the people start looking like this and thinking, what in God's name is he talking about? Oh, Pastor said amen? Oh, okay, amen! (laughs) All right, Pastor's not here, but I've, I've got a direct word from God I want you to understand that in his last discourse of direction, he never said, go to church. He started his last sermon by saying, go to the world. And he ended that sermon by saying, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto all the world. You are the church mandated by God to go to the world. But yet our American uh, Christian uh, philosophy has determined, has validated, and justified your walk with God based on church attendance. Watch this. You'll say amen to this. You ever talk to somebody at your job or school and they say, how many times a week do you go to church? Two you are a radical Christian. Some people say, You go to church more than just on Easter Sunday? You are crazy for Jesus. Hello? People say, Midweek Bible study? I never heard of such foolishness. Wednesday and Sunday? And a radical Christian is determined by how much you go to church. But a radical apostolic is determined by how much church you take to the world. We are not just christian in name only yeah. i am not apostolic in title only i am a one god tongue-talking holy ruling, jesus name baptized believing apostolic pentecostal the devil's worst nightmare a world-changing I wish I had somebody that could declare with me, it is not my purpose to be a Pentecostal pew warmer, but I am God's chosen vessel to take this power to the world. Clap your hands and lift up your voice unto God. You may be seated I feel very directed to the Lord right now and you see because silent truth is no better than false doctrine silent truth is no better than false doctrine this book that can do absolutely anything he wants to do with it it is powerless in hands that will not operate it is powerless in a mouth that is closed but when he finds a church like atlanta west that says hey we don't just teach it here we don't just preach it here we don't just believe it here we activate it we take the ink off the pages We take the healer off the pages. Uh, We take the deliverer out of the book. uh, And we set him loose in our churches. Uh, We set him loose in our city. Woo, somebody shout "Yes." yes. My God, I feel good this morning. Woo. For six years, I've been a full-time evangelist and thankful to travel to 20 or 25. I don't know. I've lost count of how many countries I've been to. I'm telling you that for a reason. I'm thankful for that. I, I'm going I'm to brag for 30 seconds, and then I'm going to tear it all down for the next few minutes. All right? You ready? Just so brace yourself, okay? I am thankful because God has allowed me in the last three years or about four years now to see over 10,000 people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I am thankful for that. I am blessed because of that. I wouldn't want it any other way. I told Pastor Joel yesterday that any time a spirit of complaint begins to rise up in my brain before it manifests itself through my mouth, I stop and I begin to say 10,000 Souls, and I'm gonna see another 10,000, and I'm gonna see another 100,000. I begin to remind myself of what I've seen and what I'm going to see, and every complaint is obliterated by what I know God is doing. and I know that my problems are very small and diminished in the eyes of those who have never been filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus name yes I may have problems and yes my wife may kick me to the couch on some nights, no she's never done that but she should have a few nights and yes my son has been sick and this has happened and my dogs you know drank the toilet water and died and should have wrote a country song about it and all that stuff and everything has gone wrong that should go wrong at certain times and yes I've gone through situations And gone through valleys of the shadow of death But the Bible says Think it not strange Concerning the fiery trial Which is to try you As though some strange thing has happened to you But rejoice That you have been counted worthy To suffer the shame For the name of Jesus you see, what that's trying to say is this. Yes, you have real problems, but a more real problem than your real problems is going to hell for all of eternity. Amen. Amen. Uh, and in those first couple of years of evangelism, the reason why I never preached at Atlanta West, uh, the first couple of years I was an evangelist, I, the reason why I didn't preach it. Well, I preached in a lot of good churches, but let me just skip that statement because it was going to be a negative statement, but the first two, two and a half years of my full time evangelism traveling the world, different countries, and the first two and a half years, I never preached one sermon from the book of Acts chapter two, verse 38, nor did I preach any sermon from the book of Acts. Two and a half years as a full time evangelist and avoided it like the plague. Why? Why? Same problem a lot of us are fighting with today fear, insecurity. Got quiet right there, but that was your loudest amen. And that says, preach on right there. Yeah, yeah, that was the loudest amen you've ever given me. God help me. Two and a half years. I'm gonna preach right there because I'm gonna handle it today. We're gonna to break the back of fear in this place. And when this service is oh he called the when this service is over, you're going to be released to walk in the prophetic anointing that God has birthed you with. You're not here by happenstance. You're not here by a mistake. If God wanted Simon Peter here, He would have birthed him in this hour. If God needed Moses in the 21st century. Moses would be here, but Moses ain't here. You are. Woo. Two and a half years of preaching and avoiding the book of Acts because I believed that God could not use me to see somebody else receive the Holy Ghost. Now this message is not all about, this word of God is not all about you praying for someone through to the Holy Ghost, although although that is a big part of it. This message is about you stepping out to do what God has specifically called you to do. Did I tell y'all that story one time? I lost my iPad and lost all my notes of what I preached here before, so I don't know, so I'll just preach it all again. I tell y'all that story that one time in Michigan of how I was preaching and this girl comes running up and I begin to pray with her and she's crying and boo and snotting and, and I said, what do you need from God? She said, I need fixed, I, I need delivered, I need saved and she said, I've tried everything. I, I've tried drugs and alcohol and I've slept around and she said, I've even I've even messed up with homosexuality and, and I said, oh, well, hey, that's all right you know you you need to you need the Holy Ghost she said I know I need the Holy Ghost she said I've never heard of the Holy Ghost until today when you were preaching it she said when you said Holy Ghost something woke up inside of me and said that's what I need right there and I said well good news you're gonna get it and she said no I'm not I said why are you not gonna get the Holy Ghost she said because God would never give a lesbian the Holy Ghost And long story short, we ended up praying her through, and she got the Holy Ghost. But that, watch this, but that night at service, she came back speaking in tongues, and God prophesied to her and said you were full of darkness but my spirit has filled you with light now go back to your world of darkness who will never listen to your pastor and never enter the doors of your church but you can take what i've given you to them and show what i can do for them My God, Atlanta West, can you realize for just a second, can you realize the network and the placement that God has put you in for such a time as this? It's not an accident you work where you work. It's not an accident you live where you live. God put you in that dark place to be the light of the world. But I didn't used to preach like this because I was a preacher full of fear and insecurity and doubt. And I wouldn't preach the book of Acts. and my wife and I, we got married, and the next day we flew to Australia, and, and don't do this, newlyweds are about to get married, or so hills, don't do this, all right? We we flew to Australia the day after we got married and had 67 church services in 11 weeks in Australia on a flight every Tuesday. You think well, that's glamorous. Yeah, kangaroos and dingo babies and and all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, 11 weeks with 67 church services, you're newlywed, and... and <laughs> oh boy (laughs) and we were sharing a house two bedroom houses with these amazing pastors kicking their 12 year old kids out of their room sleeping in bunk beds (laughs) not as glamorous now is it (laughs) But it was there in Australia where the first two weeks there, I, I wouldn't preach Acts, but on that second or third revival, I remember a college student coming to the altar, and I had preached on something else. And a first-time visitor came to the altar to receive the Holy Ghost. No exaggeration. For about 45 minutes, he lifted up his hands and he prayed for God to fill him with the Holy Ghost. And everybody in the church, it seemed like laid their hands on him except me. I went and sat down on the front pew and I said, God this is what I said big faith evangelist oh I know I said God it's too bad that young man's not going to receive the Holy Ghost tonight and I mean like lightning God struck me with conviction and said this who do you think you are because if you think you're somebody you got it all wrong God said who do you think you are he said you're nothing but a vessel Now, to some of you that might think, well, I don't want to just be a vessel, but oh, the vessel in the hands of the potter. God said you're nothing but a vessel. He said you don't choose who gets the Holy Ghost. How they get the Holy Ghost? When or where they get the Holy Ghost? You are a vessel. He said you go lay your hands on him like a vessel should and I'll pour through through you and give him the Holy Ghost. So I wa- I was shaking like Elvis Presley at a concert. You know, I was walking across over there, walking up to that boy and I said, "Okay, do you want the Holy Ghost?" Big faith evangelist. He's been praying for 45 minutes to speak in tongues. And I asked the dumb question, do you want the Holy Ghost? (laughs) Yeah, I want the Holy Ghost. Man, you've got discernment or something. (laughs) And I said, lift your hands again. Because when I lay my hand on you. I said, God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues instantaneously. And for the first time in my life and for the first time in my ministry, I laid my hand on someone (laughs) instantaneously. He started speaking in other tongues uh, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I went back to my hotel room that night and I got on my face before God between the bed and the wall. I locked myself up there in that room and I cried for what seemed like hours. And I said, God, how foolish I've been to waste your power and to waste your sacrifice and to waste your purpose and to waste your calling and to waste your blood on stupid fear." I said God I promise you that if you will forgive me if you will forgive me God for every time I operated in fear and not faith I promise you that when I walk out of this room I will be the devil's worst nightmare because any church I go to any soul I see that doesn't have the Holy Ghost or needs a touch from God they will not leave that service until I, or somebody else, has gotten a hold of them and prayed the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. The very next service, I remember. Uh, the Lord had spoken to me and said, If you'll preach it, I'll do it. Uh, if you'll believe it, I'll do it. Uh, you see, it's man, there's a prophetic anointing in this place. Just lift your hands for a moment. I can't get through this. Uh, lift your hands for just a second. Woo! Io basanda, de de de, Woo, ha. I think I got it together let me tell you now what I feel in the Holy Ghost you see we are stuck walking in our own ability we are stuck walking upon solid ground and we say that feels good that's comfortable I know what it feels like I know it's going to hold me up but God is saying in my spirit that's why you're not seeing that's why you're not seeing the miracles that you want to see you cannot walk on understanding and see my glow or omnipotence revealed God is saying you've got to walk by faith and step by faith if this feels good then step over here if this is what you know then step over here if this is what feels great and you know this is going to work then step out of the box and say well I'm not sure about this but I'm going to test God I believe right now in the Holy Ghost uh, that God is pulling for somebody to say, hey, uh, step out, uh, step out, uh, step out, uh, and I will reveal my glory. I'm gonna jump past all these things and go to Ezekiel chapter two, and I'm gonna show you what God said to Ezekiel, the responsibility Of having the power and truth of God In Ezekiel chapter 2 He told Ezekiel He said son of man I'm sending you to the children of Israel To a rebellious nation They are backsliders They are lost souls They've rebelled against me He said they and their fathers They transgressed against me But in verse 4 he says I'm sending you to them Notice he didn't say I'm sending an angel I'm sending myself He said I'm sending you to them Verse 5, he says this statement three times, so pay attention. He says it three times. He says, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Do you see that? Everybody read that part with me. Whether they hear or whether they refuse. One more time. Whether they hear or whether they refuse. In other words, God says, do not judge your testimony based on how you think they will respond. High and guilty of saying, but they won't come. But I know how they live. Mm. God go to that neighborhood, go to that co-worker, go to that person, but, but 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 they've told me they don't believe in speaking in tongues. They've told me they were heard in a Pentecostal church and God said, I don't care whether they hear or whether they refuse, you have an obligation. Going down to chapter three, because I'm jumping forward for sake of time. Now this is where I fixed my statement where I said don't go to church, which I didn't say don't go to church. I just said God did not die simply for you to go to church. He died for you to be the church and take the church to the world. But watch what he says to Ezekiel. He says, son of man, eat what you find. He's talking about the word of God because he says eat this scroll, this word. Everybody say the word. The word. He says it three times. Eat what you find and eat this word. But after he says eat the word, he follows that up by saying, go. Speak. He goes down to verse 3 and says again, son of man. Feed your belly and fill your stomach with this word. He says, "So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey, and sweetness." And then he said again, "Go." Verse ten. Somebody's got it out there. He said again, "Son of man, receive into your heart. Watch this. All these words." that I speak to you and hear with your ears. And go get to the captives. He says it again, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Why would God be so adamant? Even if God knew they're not going to receive it, he said, go tell them anyways. Watch this. He gives us insight. Verse 18. He says, because if I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. He says, (laughs) He says it again in verse 20. He says again. I'll paraphrase because he says again. If I speak the truth of life, hope, and salvation. And I give it to you. But you don't go to them. They will die in their sin. But their blood will be on your hands. He gives the word of hope and he says, But if I give you this truth and you go tell them and they refuse, they will also die in their sin. He says it like this. He says, But at least they will know that they've heard from a prophet. That translates to this. At least they will know that they've heard from God. And their blood I will not require at your hands. What does that mean? That means this. That if God gives me the truth and I go and tell somebody and they refuse. they, they They may not receive what I have given them. But God says, yes, they will die, but their blood will not be on your hands. And they will never have the excuse that says, but I never knew. He says, at least they will know that they've heard from God. I witnessed to a man one time in his 70s whose wife had just died of cancer. And I said, you need to come to this revival tonight with me. We're having a revival week. And you need to come because God will fill you with joy and peace and in this time of sorrow. And this 75-year-old man literally laughed in my face. And he said these words. He said, you want me to go to church? He said, with the last few years of my life I got left, you want me to waste my life going to church? And he walked away. And this verse came in my my soul. And God said, at least, at least he will know that he's heard from God. And then I understood uh, the eternal responsibility that if somebody chooses. Now, this is going to take you to really plug in. If somebody chooses to go to hell on their own volition, there will not be one soul in a lake of fire that looks up and says, how did I get here, God? The Lord showed me and said other than them being divided from my presence, their greatest agony will be the memory of knowing that they had once heard from God. God said their greatest pain will not be a lake of fire but it will be the memory of sitting in Atlanta West Pentecostal Church uh, hearing the truth of God and knowing uh, this is my way out but yet they said no! uh, I can't go there. Uh, I can't receive that. Uh, I can't live that way. Uh, I can't dress like that. Uh, I can't put this down. Uh, Their greatest fear... And I believe one of our greatest joys uh, when we walk upon streets of gold uh, and see him as he is uh, other than being in his eternal presence uh, will be the memory of being at this church uh, and saying, I remember the day uh, that pastor preached that message uh, and I opened my heart uh, and I said, yes, 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 yes. Just for a second, lift up your hands. I'm not done just yet, uh, but lift up your hands in this place. <laughs> God's going to touch some of your hands in this service. There's going to be an anointing that touches your hands in this service. As Pastor DJ spoke of, uh, over 5,000 souls filled with the Holy Ghost in Bangladesh. Uh, We had tongues and interpretation on the airplane uh, full of Muslims and Hindu people. Tongues and interpretation went forth over that airplane. uh, And we were all speaking in tongues. Uh, And every person on that airplane, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, they got silent and very reverent in that presence. We got to that crusade ground And and there was a governor there The governor of that region showed up Very dignified, respectful looking man He was a Muslim man and He he was the governor, like I said, of that region He came and he was just an onlooker on the side But by the end of that service He came up to Brother Corbin, the missionary Very shaken and stirred With tears welling up in his eyes And he said, Brother Corbin what kind of magic have you brought to this place he said i can tell there's something in the spirit here i've never felt it before he said what kind of magic are y'all involved with he said oh we're not involved with any kind of magic he said but we are involved with the king of kings and the lord of lords we brought the lord of glory During one service, Brother Corbin looked over at Brother Matthew, a, a national pastor, and said, Hey, God's healing people right now. I want you to go to every person in a wheelchair. I want you to start pulling them out, and God's going to heal them. Uh, that Brother Matthew ran off the platform, and 30 seconds later came back, and, and Brother Corbin said, What's the matter? He said, he said, I ran out there, and there are nobody. there's nobody in wheelchairs. He said, All the people are already up walking. Every wheelchair is empty. We had people of Muslim faith and Hindu faith and Buddhist faith and all sorts of other faiths filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, The next week I was in Virginia, not too far from here, where I went to a prison and we had pagan worshipers with tattoos all over their faces and and we had Hindus in that service and Muslims in that service Uh, and with 85 people in that room and only 45 people in that room needing to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, There were 42 people filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost Speaking in other tongues. Why do I tell you that? Because God said whether they hear or whether they refuse, I'm sending you to go to them. You've got a mandate. He said I brought you to eat this word at Atlanta West. I gave you a pastor that can preach this word greater than anybody in shoe leather. I'm giving you the word every week. I'm giving you the truth every week. Now go, 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 go. Go, go to the world, go to the world, go to the world. Don't you tell me there's a neighborhood in Atlanta that can't receive this truth. Don't you tell me there's a soul in this city that can't receive the Holy Ghost. God is going everywhere to fill everyone. Just you stand to your feet. The hands of a believer. <sighs> in fact, I was in Africa one time. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll show you the power of the hands of the hands of a believer. <sighs> Might have told this here. Like I said, I lost all my notes. I don't know. Had a witch doctor walk up to the platform and had his little hocus pocus staff in his hand. He told one of our ministers. He said, "I'm shutting this crusade down." Oh, you are. Yes, and I'm going to start with you. He said, "When I lay this staff on your shoulder, you will instantly die." And he laid that staff on his shoulder, and that that national minister and that witch doctor stood back and spoke a few hocus pocus words and said. Thing happened and he kind of stood there for a second and that minister said let me tell you something in this hand I have the power of God he said and I will lay this hand on your head and when I do every devil will come out of you and God will give you the Holy Ghost he said in the name of jesus and when he did that witch doctor dropped his staff and ran out that platform and before that night was over we prayed five of his witch doctors through to the gift of the holy ghost Lift up your hands right now, and God is going to saturate every hand that has a desire, every hand that has a little bit of faith that says, God, I want to be the church. I'm tired of just going to church, but I'm ready to lay my hands on the sick. I'm ready to lay my hands on the lost. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, you are going to do the work, you are going to do the miraculous. All I am is a vessel. All I've got is hands that believe. <laughs> Yeah. come on as you're praying right now I want you to hear me how many of you want to see it done through your hands how many of you see you oh God uh, there is no such thing as a pastoral holy ghost or, or a teenager holy ghost or an elder holy ghost uh, if you've got the holy ghost uh, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave uh, dwells inside of you uh, but it's time to release it uh, it's time to activate it uh, it's time to empower it uh, it's time to go It's time to go. It's time to go. Every hand lifted. Every hand lifted. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith over this congregation. When I say in the name of Jesus to the souls, to the spirits and hearts in this room that have a desire, God is going to saturate you with an anointing upon your hands. And if you make up your mind that says, God, I'm going to walk different the moment I leave this room. I promise you that anything you lay your hand to in the name of Jesus God will back it up. Hallelujah. Some of you have children that are lost. You need to go lay your hands on their bed. You need to go. lay You need to lay your hands on a picture of theirs if you can't get your hands on them in person. And God's going to back it up. Some of you have a broken and failing marriage right now. You need to lay your hands on your home, lay your hands on your walls, and God's going to back it up. You got neighbors that have never heard this truth, but you're going to knock on their door. This week and you're gonna give them a Bible study and before it's over you're gonna lay your hand on their head and they're gonna speak in tongues being full of the Holy Ghost If you want that, lift up your hands as high as you can. Close your eyes. And when I say in the name of Jesus, I just want you to shout Jesus. And God's going to fill you and saturate you with the Holy Ghost. And when you shout Jesus, I want you to rush this altar as fast as you can. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, if you've never received the Holy Ghost... I'm asking you to step out right now and come to this altar right now as fast as you can. Come stand right where this pulpit is standing in front, right here. If you've never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, come stand right here as fast as you can in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I'm giving you just a second to respond. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, come stand right here with Pastor DJ. Come on, go ahead. That's it. You're stepping out. Come stand right here. Come stand right here. Come stand right here when I pray this prayer of faith you're going to come as fast as you can and if there's somebody next to you you're going to turn to them and pray them through to the Holy Ghost if there's somebody that needs healing next to you, you're going to turn around and lay your hand on them and God's going to heal them instantaneously if you believe that, just shout yes Yes. I said shout yes Lift up your hands and by the authority of the word of God and the power of your holy name and the power of the Holy Ghost, uh, I release the gift of faith uh, that you would anoint, uh, anoint, uh, anoint every hand that believes in the name of Jesus come on shout come to this altar as fast as you can come on come come now come now and get to this altar and let the holy ghost anoint your hands get to this altar as fast as you can and let the holy ghost anoint your hands everyone in this room start praying in the holy ghost speaking in tongues everyone in this room start speaking in tongues Come on, some of you need to step out of fear right now. I rebuke the spirit of fear off of your mind. I rebuke the spirit of doubt off of your mind. In the name of Jesus, step out by faith come on we got plenty of empty space right here step up all the way get out of the aisle get out of the aisle step up as close as you can if you see space in front of you take a step forward if you see space in front of you take a step forward and feel this altar god is saturating us Yoko <laughs> Come on, are you receiving it? Uh, Lift up your hands and receive it right now. Uh, In the name of Jesus, uh, I release the anointing of God upon your hands. Break every chain of fear and doubt. Break every chain of hesitation and insecurity. come on some of you are feeling it right now God has just anointed your hands God has just anointed your feet God has just anointed your tongue to be the church and go wherever he has told you to go and be the light in your dark world Now we're going to operate in it. Now we're going to operate in it. I want everyone to put your hands down right now. If you need healing in your body, if you're praying for the Holy Ghost, don't stop. If you're praying for the Holy Ghost, don't stop. You're going to speak in tongues today. Listen, if you need healing in your body, where's my brother that just came to me and said, your wife has cancer. Where are you? Right here. Where's your wife? Is she here? Would she raise her hand? Can she raise a hand? Is that her? She's got cancer in her body. Would you raise a hand if you're capable? How many many of you have sickness in your body that you need healed right now? Would you raise a hand right now if you need healing? I'm talking about a specific healing in your body. Specific. Would you keep your hands raised? I feel to do this right now. In the name of Jesus, God... I bind every spirit of doubt and unbelief i bind every spirit of pride that's in my heart and in my mind i cast it out right now with the anointing and authority of the holy ghost god take dominion and power over this service right now lord reveal your compassion and love in this room by healing the sick and filling the lost with the holy ghost now If you need healing in your body i want you to raise your hands i know that this is longer than some of you are used to staying forgive me but god's going to heal some of you for it right now would you raise your hands again if you need healing now listen i want men to go to men and women to go to women listen men to go to men and women to go to women hold on a second I want some of our women to find some of these women that have their hand raised. I want you to get right in front of them. Come on, women, if you need healing, raise your hand. Where's our women that need healing? Now, if you don't have your hands raised, I want you to get right in front of those that have their hands raised. Come on, get right in front of them. Now, I want you to ask them, what do you need God to heal right now? Ask them. Men, I want you to find another man whose hands is raised right now. If you need healing raise your hand man now I need some of our men that don't have your hands raised to go to another man and ask him what do you need God to heal right now God is going to do it right now now we're gonna pray the prayer of faith again listen everybody listen to those of you that haven't spoken in tongues yet you're about to When I say in the name of Jesus, I want every woman, I want every man to lay your hand right on top of their head when I say in the name of Jesus. When I say in the name of Jesus, you're going to lay your hand right on top of their head and begin to speak the word of faith. You are healed now. You are healed now in the name of Jesus. And those of you that need healing, you're going to begin speaking in other tongues as God refills you with the Holy Ghost and God's going to heal your body instantaneously in the name of Jesus. Cancer is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Arthritis and pain is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Disease and fatigue is going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Here it comes. Uh, by the authority of the word of God and the power of your holy name, I command you to be healed right now in uh, the name uh, of uh, Jesus. Go. Now be healed, now be healed, now be healed, now you are healed, now you are healed.